Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I have some incredibly fond memories of myself and my roommates sitting around playing Mario Golf on the GameCube. And when the Wii came out, it seemed like the absolute perfect system to have a new Mario Golf experience. Of course, instead of that, we ended up getting Wii Sports, which was huge and a massive, massive boon to Nintendo. It kept them afloat. They made so much money off selling the Wii and Wii Sports. But I kept waiting. Where is Mario Golf? Where is Mario Golf with motion controls? Where is Mario Golf for the next system? And it just never materialized. And then the Wii U came out. And Mario Golf didn't happen there either. Uh, We had it on the 3DS, which was fine. It was fun but it wasn't what i was looking for i was looking for a console mario golf and needless to say when nintendo announced mario golf super rush i was very excited i was like i'm gonna pick that up day one well day one has come and gone and i have yet to buy the game why uh the early reviews are kind of all over the place But the one thing that I'm seeing a lot of people say is, look, you only get X number of courses in the regular golf mode. You only get two courses in the battle golf mode. You like Nintendo kind of held back on what they uh, produced for this game. And Nintendo said, "Uh, we're going to continue to support it with free DLC, which is great. But it got me thinking. This seems to be Nintendo's M.O. lately. And I'm going to be a little conspiratorial here. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong about this. But it feels to me like Nintendo is... They're releasing these games. I I don't want to say unfinished, but there's still work to be done. And they've decided to release them and say, all right, well, we've got the bones here. We'll put more meat on the bones later. They did that with Mario Tennis. They did that with uh, Mario Kart 8 back on the Wii U. And then they added the DLC. And then they brought in, you know, and then they we bought it all over again on the Nintendo Switch. Um, this seems to be the, the kind of thing that they're doing. Now, this is for those tertiary franchises. Not like the main, like, like Mario Odyssey or Zelda. But like... Those extra games, like Mario Party, you know, we'll release the game and then we'll add DLC later. And it's cool that the DLC is free. Nintendo could easily say, hey, you know what? We're going to charge money for that. 
but they haven't really done that too much. So it got me thinking, I wonder if what Nintendo's doing is saying, we'll build the bones of the game. And then depending on how well the game sells, we will release the extra DLC down the road. If the game sells really well, then we'll do, you know, twice as much uh, free DLC down the road. If the game doesn't sell particularly well, then maybe we'll only do one and be done with it, which allows them to test the waters and lets them see how much does the game sell and base based on those numbers or based on those numbers determine how much money they want to put into supporting the game down the line. This has another effect, a secondary effect that it also makes it less likely for people to trade in their games. Now I know that Nintendo's, you know, they're pushing digital sales with like the gold coins and everything. And I mean, let's be, let's be honest. All publishers would prefer if you would buy the digital copies of the games, because then you can't trade them in. But the idea of bonus DLC down the road for free means that people are less likely to trade those games in and it makes uh, makes them sit on shelves behind people instead of trading them in at uh, like a GameStop or something and buying something else. It's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing or that I don't like that particular practice, but the... Um, well, how do I want to describe it? The way that everybody is talking about Mario Golf Super Rush and that it's just, it's too lean. There's not enough there to justify a $60 price. There's not enough there to justify the wait from 2003 is very disappointing to me. And I added Mario Kart Golf, not Mario Kart Golf. Boy, that would be a weird game, huh? I added Mario Golf Super Rush to my cart, I don't know, I'm going to say like six times and then deleted it. That's just today. I just keep adding it to my cart and deleting it because I love I love Mario Mario Golf. I've always been a huge fan of the arcadey, non-realistic golf with like power shots and all that stuff. That all sounds great to me. But the number of courses has me, I don't know, not too excited about it. And I feel kind of burned from Mario Tennis Aces. Mario Tennis Aces, I thought, was a really fun game. It felt more like a fighting game than a tennis game, and I really did enjoy it, but the adoption petered out pretty quick, and finding a match against people who weren't like the super hardcore, I'm going to play this every day, uh, got tough. And so very, very quickly, if you were just a casual player like me, it was impossible to play online. It was just absolutely impossible because every single match you'd be up against these people who are playing all of the time. And because Mario Golf Super Rush is getting not great reviews, it's making myself and others hesitate on whether or not they want to pick that game up. And because of that hesitation, I worry that I'm going to run into the same issues that I ran into with Mario Tennis. So I have yet to pull the trigger on Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, Everything that they told me about it 
looked great, but the the reviews being lackluster uh, all over the place and um, very very lean on content makes me want to wait until we see more support from Nintendo or for a sale. Now, let's be honest, Nintendo games, first party games, they tend not to get too deep of a discount. But $60 for, I think, what is it, like six courses, I believe, is the case. $60 for six courses seems kind of high. I've never been one to equate dollars spent to hours uh, played as, like, you don't have to hit a certain threshold. There's no math behind it. But my gut tells me that I'm going to be disappointed with the amount of gameplay that I would actually get out of picking up Mario Golf Super Rush. And you couple that with the fact that my family does not care about golf games. Like, I am the only one in the house that cares about golf games. So the idea of sitting down with my wife and playing Mario Golf, probably not going to happen. My son... That is way too slow for him. Uh, maybe the Super Rush mode he might be interested in, but he plays he plays fast-paced, action, action-packed games. He's not going to be interested in this. This is really a game that I would have to play online. And playing online means that I'm going to be put up against people who are going to be way, way better than me. And that kind of scares me away. Anyway. What do you all think of Mario Golf Super Rush? Have you played it yet? Are you happy that you picked it up? Am I just being ridiculous? Should I uh, buy the game? Let me know in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, know that there is a video version you can check out. Head on over to nerdnest.tv and uh, you can click on the subscribe button. You click on the bell. You get notifications because... In addition to the podcast, I do a lot of other videos uh, here on the YouTube channel. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about all of the announcements that Mr. Sakurai uh, put out today. And there's there's actually a lot of them. And there's a bunch of people who are upset about the announcements from Mr. Sakurai. I don't really understand why people are upset about this stuff. So uh, Mr. Sakurai did his uh, Smash Direct where if you don't know who Mr. Sakurai is, Mr. Masahiro Sakurai, uh, he's the, the like the head designer for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, super hardworking guy, uh, really really cares about making uh, these games, uh, the the Smash series, as amazing as they are. And um, you know, in the in the most recent Nintendo Direct that we had during E3, uh, we got to see the newest uh, character being added to the roster of Super Smash Brothers, and that would be, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but uh, Kazuya uh, Mishima from the Tekken series. I've never really been a Tekken guy, so I I don't know anything about this character. Uh, But Mr. Sakurai was talking about it today and showing off gameplay, how how the character plays. And uh, he comes out on June 29th, which is tomorrow, right? So you're going to be playing with this character probably before you even hear this particular podcast. So, because I'm recording this on Monday, uh, June 28th. This is the penultimate character 
in Fighters Pass Volume 2. If you didn't know, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate came out, and the whole thing was, everybody's here. And they had every single character that's ever been in a Smash Brothers game in Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is amazing. It's super cool. And then they said, by the way, now we're going to do Fighters Pass. Fighters Pass Volume 1 has these characters. And then Fighters Pass Volume 2 is adding even more characters. And this is the second to last, or first to last penultimate is the the correct word. This is the penultimate character in Fighters Pass Volume 2. I haven't bought any of the characters from Fighters Pass Volume 2. And it's not that I don't like the game, it's that I kind of have found my groove with Pac-Man, and I don't see any reason for me to pick up these other characters, because what I know is going to happen is I'll play as these characters, and I'll just go back to Pac-Man. And I still get to fight against these characters, and I don't really care about the stages and stuff like that, and I I really don't care about the music, Uh, but a lot of people do. And so there were a lot of people that were excited for uh, this particular event. And it makes a lot of sense to bring in a character from Tekken. It's a huge fighting game. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, there's a lot of crossover with people who like Tekken and people who like Smash Brothers. So, of course, it makes a, a ton of sense to bring those, to bring a character from that franchise. Along with this character, there's also going to be a new stage. That new stage is called the Mishima Dojo, which I guess is the dojo of uh, Kazuya's um, uh, in in Tekken. I don't know. I haven't played that. And it's going to have like 39 songs, which is really cool. Like you, you get, if you buy Smash Brothers, you get just this list of almost endless music from video game history, which is really, really cool. The game even has like a an MP3 mode where you can listen to the music. I don't know that anybody does that, but cool, I guess. But at the beginning of this segment, I mentioned that people are unhappy about this announcement. And it, it had to do with the very end of the announcement where Mr. Sakurai announced the Mi costumes that you can get. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the Amiibo costumes No, the Mii costumes, the Mii Fighter costumes that you can get in the game along with this new character release. And a lot of people are very unhappy because they they see these characters and they say, well, that means that we're not going to get those characters as a fully fleshed out character in Smash. So who are the characters? Uh, Well, it would be Shantae from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Lloyd Irving, Dante, and the Dragonborn. Now, the one that surprised me the most here is the Dragonborn from from Skyrim. Uh, and all of these character costumes look really, really cool. But there's a lot of people who look at these and they say, well, wait a second. That means we can't possibly have these characters as fully-fledged characters. So we have one character left. And that means it cannot be Shantae, it cannot be Lloyd Irving, it cannot be Dante, and it cannot be the Dragonborn. It's not going to be any of those. So, who's it going to be? And there's a bunch of people who are upset that it's not going to be any of those. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, on one hand, I can understand that people would really like to see, like, the Dragonborn, and have the Dragonborn have all of the abilities from Skyrim 
like, you know, Fusroda, all that stuff would be really cool. I totally understand that, but you cannot have, you, 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 it's impossible to please everybody. It's just 100% impossible for every single person to get exactly what they want from this game. And so there's going to have to be corners cut. And the way I look at it is, you know what? If they're not going to include Shantae, Lloyd Irving, Dante, Dragonborn, or any other of the characters that they added as a me costume, at least they added it as a me costume. And it's like the, the team that Sakurai is in charge of, they're acknowledging, look at these characters. These are the characters that you love. And they are represented in this game, which is basically the greatest uh, crossover event of all time, where you've got all of these characters from different different publishers, different video game systems, different eras of time. You've got them all mixed together in one game. It is a ridiculous accomplishment, and for anybody to be disappointed that their character that they love so much is represented in the game, but not as a fully fleshed out character. I do understand where you're coming from, but I, I just don't think that you really have a leg to stand on. So here's my, here's my question. Um, who's the last character? And that's of course what everybody's question is. And there's going to be endless rumor and speculation. And we have no idea who that last character is, or if they're going to be the last character. Like, perhaps Mr. Sakurai and Nintendo are going to say, you know what, uh, we're going to do Fighters Pass Volume 3. So uh, get ready to start the, the start your engines on speculation all over again. Uh, who knows if that's going to happen? But overall, I think that this character looks pretty cool. I will say, um, this guy, uh, K- Kazuya... Uh, he seemed like, look, I'm not a competitive smash player, not even a little bit, but as I was watching the Twitch stream, the Twitch scream, that's what it can't kind of felt like as I was watching the Twitch stream, it seemed like almost everybody was saying, Oh my God, that's OP. And it reminds me of, okay. So there's this tabletop game that I used to play with a buddy of mine, actually a couple of my friends, but they would all come over to my house. We would set the map out on the board and we would have these Marvel characters. It was called hero clicks. And, uh, the, the different characters would have different abilities and it was kind of like chess on steroids. Like it was really like hyped up chess. It was really a fun, fun game, like hyped up chess where you had Spider-Man and Batman fighting each other and they had these abilities and and as they fought the their abilities would change. It was a really cool cool game. And what we realized after playing it for years is that the newer characters that got a re- that got released were always a little bit more powerful than the older characters. And because of that, people would feel compelled to get the new characters. Now, I don't feel compelled to get the new characters because I'm not a competitive Smash player, so I don't really care. I just want to, you know, log in, play as Pac-Man, throw fruit, and have fun. Uh, But for competitive Smash players, I think that a lot of them are worried that that's the kind of thing that they're doing, that that they're, they're leaving the characters, that they're not being properly balanced. 
I don't know if that's true. I know that uh, with Smash 4 on the Wii U and the 3DS, there were a lot of people that said when Bayonetta came out, she was way overpowered, and a lot of people used Bayonetta competitively because of that. This is anecdotal, by the way. I don't really follow the competitive fighting game scene, so perhaps I'm wrong about this, but I heard people say that. And to see all of the That's OP flying by in uh, Twitch chat when I was watching the presentation made me worry that people are going to flock towards these new characters and ignore all of the old characters because they're more powerful and that gives them the ability to win more often, which is pay to win and I don't like it. Uh, However, at the same time, I've never really felt like the game was terribly imbalanced. Uh, it's it, when you're when you're looking at a roster of like what is it, ninety characters at this point? Pretty hard to to actually keep it really balanced. Like that's a difficult thing to do when you have that many variables to deal with. So uh, I will say, even if it does seem OP. Once it gets into the hands of people, I'm sure that uh, Mr. Sakurai and his team will take a look at the data and they'll say, all right, well, uh, uh, Kazuya is winning way too much, so let's dial down some of the things. Maybe he can't do quite as much damage. Maybe we'll lower his recovery uh, jump, the, the demon wing jump, a little bit so he can't quite come up nearly as far or as fast as he could otherwise. Like maybe those kind of things will get changed based on the data. Uh, But right now, the consensus that I saw in Twitch chat was that people were worried that he was overpowered. Uh, Anyway, uh, what do you think about uh, Kazuya? Are you going to pick him up? Are you going to pick up Fighters? Did you already pick up Fighters Pass Volume 2? If there's a Fighters Pass Volume 3, will you pick that up? And who is your guess for the newest character that is going to be added, the final uh, Fighter's Pass Volume 2 character, maybe the final character to be added to Smash Ultimate ever. We don't know yet, but I want to know what your prediction is. Uh, Let me know if you're watching this on YouTube in the comment section down below, or get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. That's it for today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Thank you very much for watching or listening. I will see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.